Coming to you from the Spirit Lounge, I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa, and this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to our anniversary episode. Welcome. Can't believe it's been a year already. I know. Can you believe it? I'm really excited about that. I I feel like it flew. Mm-hmm. It's It's been fun. Yeah. We've had a lot of great things happen this past year. Yeah, pretty wild. We've had, what, two seasons? I want to say about 30, 30-ish episodes, 33 mm-hmm. episodes, I think. Yeah. We've talked about spirits, hauntings. Mm-hmm local lore legends our own personal experiences yep did some investigations yep had a few hiccups (laughs) lost some voices (laughs) and met some really great people right right it's exciting to say that it's been such an incredible year Mm -hmm. and i can't get over it i can't get over how this all started yeah and it's fun to kind of think about and reflect back on on how this whole experience has been. So let me ask you this, Vanessa. Fun question. Okay. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your favorite moment from this past year? Oh, wow. Jeez. Way to put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, favorite moment. I don't know. Like, to be honest... I'm going to say, and this is what the audience can't see, Mm -hmm. it's our behind-the-scenes bloopers. Yeah. That I do love (laughs) because, believe me, we have had a lot of bloopers. Right. But on air, though, I really love... Some due to the drinking. Right, exactly. But (laughs) but on air, I have really loved the road trip episodes. But Mm -hmm. I think my favorite, Mm -hmm. though, was our Halloween episode uh specials yeah. that we had so Those during that fun. month of october that right. was really cool it was different you know we kind of expanded right. and explored some different things there mm-hmm. but i think that's really my favorite because i know yeah. that our favorite time is halloween time yeah and we were able to bring that out to our audience right i agree i loved i loved that that series that theme mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. for me mine was for sure getting a chance to go to the Parapod Awards. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. I think it was more so than anything just because it really did come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We didn't really expect it at all. And we got a chance to experience something completely new, something we never would have had it not been for this. And it was like you said, it was it's out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And no way did we ever think we could have right. that opportunity. Right. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh-oh, here we go again. <laughs> with that, yes. what then would you say was your most memorable hiccup? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to definitely say the beginning episodes because <laughs> I feel like we messed up a lot. Yes. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. Right. And it was super trial and error. It was, absolutely. <laughs> I know mine, though. Gosh, I'm sure you'll remember as soon as I say it. It was when we were recording the Spirits of the Quad Cities episode. 
that was, you know, I don't remember what number that was, 13 maybe, but we didn't realize that it stopped recording halfway through the episode. Yep. Yeah, and I remember that. And we had to go back and redo it all. Uh-huh. It's the beauty of <laughs> podcasting. Sometimes you don't you just go on and then you don't even realize it stops recording. <laughs> so, I mean, even with all the hiccups though, we've always had a lot of fun mm-hmm. and and we've learned a lot along the yes, way, honestly. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, also, side note. Yes. We could not have done this without our spouse's support. Oh, I agree 100%. Like having them pretty much just allow us the time to do this because Mm -hmm. I mean, believe me, this takes up a lot of time. It does. I mean, yeah, it's it's a fun hobby and I feel like that's why it's not this big drain because Mm -hmm. we enjoy doing it, but it absolutely does take up a lot of time. I know we both have kids. We both have other lives, house stuff to do, work stuff. So, yeah, definitely thank you to to our spouses, to our families mm-hmm. for allowing us the time to do it. Right. Definitely. But with today being our anniversary episode, it's a bit of a different format. I think it'll be a fun format for us. Mm-hmm. We actually have a special guest in the studio. That we do. She's our special guest because she has been with us since our inception of our adventures we have taken throughout the years. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you say big I, adventures? I think so. <laughs> and it's funny, like just even the last episode when we were talking about the Willard Library, mm-hmm. you were yeah. talking about the chance to kind of view those cameras yep. with our guests today. Yes, this is our longtime friend, Emily. Welcome, Emily. Hello, everyone. Great to have <laughs> you with us today in the studio. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. We are, we're excited to have you here. I know. I'm <laughs> excited. I think we've, we've been super excited yeah. since we've started even doing the podcast, honestly, to have you, Emily, be on the show. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Vanessa, just like you said, I mean, I feel like whenever we talk about our core group mm-hmm. of people that go to investigations or go do tours or go do whatever it is with yeah. regards to history or the paranormal. Yep. Emily's always there. Exactly. She's been there since the beginning. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we've I- all been <laughs> through so many adventures for like years and years and years. I, I'm not even going to say how many because we don't need to age ourselves. <laughs> but yes, we've been on many an adventure before any of this was even a twinkle in your eye. Right. <laughs> right. And I think that's the fun thing. Like mm-hmm. remembering again, mm-hmm. I know we've said it numerous times before on this episode, but thinking about how we started out even with our interests in these topics. Right, exactly. And so, like us, Emily shares the same interests Mm -hmm. with all these topics. Right. Uh, Paranormal, ufology, Mm -hmm. uh, gangster stuff, everything Mm -hmm. that, you know, mystery, anything. Mysteries, mysteries. Exactly. All the things. Totally. So, since Lily was giving me some deep questions, Emily, now I'm going to put you on the spot. do it. (laughs) What do you think was the most memorable of those trips we took? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Now we have to think back. (laughs) One of my favorites was when we were in college Mm -hmm. and we decided in the dead of night that we were going to go, (laughs) you know, just have a walk by this particular house in our area Mm -hmm. that is known as the Octagon House. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And... It had been abandoned for years. And mm-hmm. 
I think one of the three of us that were there had an intention of exploring the inside. And I was like, you know, I'm not afraid of the ghosts half as much as I'm afraid of the integrity of the floorboards (laughs) of this building. So I think I'll stay outside. And I also didn't really want the neighbors that were really close by with mm-hmm. the barking dog to oh, gosh. Like, I remember call that the dog. cops yeah. on us either. You know, I mean, I like to explore and I like to sneak around, yeah. and think, but I also right. don't want to get caught. You're like, you and know, also and I want to keep it safe. Yeah, I want I want everyone to be safe. Safety and I want first. us all to return home <laughs> in one piece. <laughs> Like, I'm just picturing, like, an episode of Scooby-Doo, and it's like, let's all split up, gang, and somebody (laughs) falls through the floor. Yeah. But we're walking around. And it would be Emily. Yeah, it would be. It would would be. And that's why I'm like, it would be me. I know how this movie starts and ends, and I know it's not going to be good for me. So we did mostly stay outside, though, because I yeah. think it, I don't even think we could go in anyway. I don't think so either. But we got a little distracted about yeah. five or ten minutes after we arrived because there was yeah, a man did. that just randomly showed up. Now, what you have to know about this particular house is this house sits on a bluff overlooking the river mm-hmm. that has a front yard that's probably 20 feet off of the sidewalk. Right. So. <laughs> the only way up is either busted stairs which i think is the route we took or you would have to clamber up crawl up there honestly literally (laughs) climb up grabbing onto tufts of grass yeah to get seriously to the top so imagine our surprise we're like it's not that serious i'm gonna use these rickety steps yeah imagine our surprise when Mm. a kid on a bike shows up yeah like circling us saying like what are you doing up it's here like, where the heck did you come like, from you know probably like 14 15 year old kid it's Gosh. like 10 30 at night Wait. he's just out of nowhere circling us and saying Jeez. what are you guys doing here what's what, what why are you here what's going on right. i know that's crazy and we're like oh uh, nothing nothing to see here go away <laughs> pretty much and you know at some point we start chit-chatting amongst ourselves yeah and he's suddenly gone yeah Gosh. Yeah, it was like one of those like little I don't know the third grade mini novels like Cam Jansen or something like that like the mystery of how did this guy get up here with his bike? And you're like, where did he go? How did he get up here? And how did he get down without us seeing I'm him serious. or hearing him? It's true because honestly, after that happened, we were more distracted and. Literally wondering what the heck. Yeah, it was very. I think the house kind of disappeared. Honestly, and we're like, okay, first of all, how did this guy get up here? This kid get up here. But anyway, but yeah, that was pretty memorable. We thought we were there for the house, but the mystery was not (laughs) even half as much as we had imagined. Yeah, it it was crazy. I love that. I love that. So, with it being our anniversary episode, we have special drinks today that we do vanessa what what do we have going on well we have some special treats and i'm literally sitting here with what what shall we call it (laughs) a a glass pan full of my stuff Your I, know, special I, was like, stuff. <laughs> I was like, are you going to hold that band the whole episode? I look like Betty Crocker is sitting here <laughs> you with you guys. You no. So what I have prepared for us, yes. I feel like we're on the Food Network now. And you'll see this in our socials. We have mm-hmm. a picture full of 
little shots and some cupcakes. Right. So we're going to start off just like they do at the bar. I'll start <laughs> you off light and then we'll go dark. So this is like literally we're doing like a literal flight right now. A flight, a flight and a and flight cu- of cupcakes. A flight of cupcakes. That's that too. So we have some drinks and we have some cupcakes. So it's like a a, a pairing. Yes. A, what is this? Are these all beers? These are all beers. Um, we do have a hard cider, and I'll give I'll give you more detail as we go down the Those line. Those cupcakes look so good. Awesome. First of all, wait. Did you make them? I made them. I really oh did. <laughs> you were you really are Betty Crocker then. You're about it. And also once you see our socials, I also frosted them too. And she frosted too. <laughs> I love it. No, okay, so let's get us started. Okay. So as our usual ep- episodes go, yes. um, we have our drinks plus, you know, our stories. So right. this time we wanted to do something different, mm-hmm. kind of mix it up. And so because it is our anniversary. We have to have cake. Yes. Let them eat cake. Oh, absolutely. Let them eat cake. Happy birthday, Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Yes. Not a party without it's the not cake. a party. Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're our first drink is going to be the Prosecco. And so that one I loved only because of the can, first of all. The can looks Oh, I love fun. that. That does look fun. And I've never had this. I haven't either. This is going to be our fun first time. Too. Yeah, Prosecco. Prosecco. Okay. Go I ahead, Lily. I didn't open I know, mine. Lily didn't follow the directions ahead of well, time. Well, I wanted everybody to hear my, my crispness <laughs> of opening it. ASMR. Here we go. Oh, yeah. We have some ASMR action yes. going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... What we're going to pair this with is a lemon cupcake. Ooh. So I'm literally handing. You really did your homework with these pairings. Thank you. I'm literally handing Lily and Emily the cupcake. So Lily's smelling it. Mm-hmm. It smells good. Yourself. Yeah. It smells like yes. lemon. So go ahead. Do whatever you want. You can either take the drink, take, mm-hmm. take the bite. Oh, first. I have to take this. I have to I'm bite. take the, a little of both. Yeah. And then see what you think. Mm-hmm. So that's what mm-hmm. we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Lily took the bite. Mm-hmm. Emily took the bite as well. We're having a sip now. Mm. This cupcake. Oh my gosh. Really? This is so good. This is a good pairing. Do you like it? It's a really it's good, a good one. Pairing. <laughs> oh, there she goes. There she goes. The taste yeah. is delicious. It's really good. So I thought that since it's light, it would go well with the lemon cupcake. It's really light, mm-hmm, honestly. Mm-hmm. So if listeners Gosh, out there good. want a fun, that's really good. light drink, summer drink, this would be really good. And if you're really into the, the cake factor, mm-hmm. pairing it with a lemon cupcake, yikes. You know what? <laughs> this cupcake, too, though, it's really light. Good. Honestly, I mean, it was mm-hmm. super easy. It's so. fluffy, light. I get a little tinge of the lemon. Good. That's good. What are your what are your stars on this Gosh. drink? What do you think, Emily? Emily? On the drink, I mean, I kind of have to give it five out of five. Yay. Woo-hoo. The drink is great. The good. cupcake is great. Awesome. What better mm-hmm. way to start off? Good. Gosh, I'm gonna have to agree. Five out of five for Yay. both. Awesome. I think so too, though. You know, and actually what I did do though, a lot of these drinks I've never had, so I'm not sure if you guys have ever had I'm these drinks either. I'm a lemon lover, either. though, mm-hmm. so you can't yeah. go wrong. Okay. okay. I guess if you didn't like lemon, then that oh, might that's be... that's true. True. You know, a downer for you. Right, mm-hmm. right. But, yeah, I'm I a agree. lemon fan. Right. So... I love it, though. Yeah. Good, awesome. good choice. Yay. Excellent. Okay. Now, for our next drink, 
Our drink is called Saturday Night Pants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And uh, for our listeners out there, so I didn't have enough of these cans. So I have the picture will be up on our socials, but I'm going to show the ladies what our can looks like. What is your first wow. impression oh of okay, so the cover? Think 1800s tin type <laughs> of a bunch of men in the field after a long day of thrashing. <laughs> thrashing. <laughs> plowing, maybe thrashing bee, I don't know. And they're they're having a drink in the in the sun. In their overalls and their <laughs> vests. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It's like a black and white picture. Wow, the beards on some of these guys are <laughs> really something. Well, speaking of beards, may I tell you, this was actually made, um, it says, Amana, Iowa. Amana hug and kiss? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> That was awesome. Amana. The Amana Colonies. Is it the Amana Colonies? The Amana Colonies. I've been there in oh, sixth grade. There you go. How was it? You know, it's it it's a it's a place. <laughs> it's a vibe. It's a vibe. There's you can you can churn butter. <laughs> you can buy jams. There you go. And obviously, judging by the picture, we could wear overalls. <laughs> but there's a lot of kind of old timey costumes when you go. Mm-hmm. Everyone oh, okay. is mm-hmm. everyone is dressed. Oh, like very German. Very yes. German inspired. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Everyone's dressed to impress. <laughs> At Amana, Iowa. There's some broom making. Some I'm broom sure making. I, I vaguely remember a lady doing a demonstration on quilt making. <laughs> I love it's it. It's a fun time. Well, it's a cute day. So if you want to go visit now you know what you can do right yeah butter jams brooms there you go all the like so for this one it's actually a wheat ale we're gonna pair it emily's already taking a swig it's the one myself yes which is good (laughs) please dive in this one Mm -hmm. so they're taking a drink Ooh, that's nice yeah it's smooth so this one i paired it with just a simple chocolate cupcake oh that's really smooth Wow, that is. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought that's what it tasted like. Yeah, Saturday night pants. What'd you think? <laughs> What'd you think? Party in your mouth. Mm. Saturday night pants. It's. I feel like it's Sunday night pants. Yeah. Okay. I, I know. I would agree with that. Yeah. Sunday night pants. Yes. <laughs> I love and that. you know, perhaps a nice pair of brown shoes that are a couple <laughs> years old. <laughs> I love that. Not not saying that that is a bad mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. because I love mm-hmm. my Sunday night pants. Yes. I can be cozy oh on the couch. Mm-hmm. Don't we all love that? Folding some laundry. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Sunday night pants. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's a vibe. So I chose this one only because I loved the name. Never the had picture. it. Yeah. And the picture. So I thought Saturday night pants. Let's just try this it. This cupcake is good. Yeah. I know, it's just, really I know good. it's just the chocolate. So, yeah. but I like. I know you don't like chocolate, Lily. I don't. So that's why I wondered. I was questioning it, but I thought, let me just throw it out there and mm-hmm. see how it goes. You know, I actually really mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just pair up the wheat ale with the chocolate. You know what? It livens up a Sunday night. It there does. It livens up the, the I was going to say Sunday night pants. What is it? Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night pants. I think, I think we're, we're going to officially call it Sunday night pants, yeah. but literally it's called Saturday night because pants. Because it's so smooth. Yeah. And then that cupcake just kind of like gives it a little extra oomph. 
Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And see, and that's what I was Mm -hmm. thinking. I thought, you know, being a wheat ale, the chocolate might bring more of the flavor Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I feel like you really know what you're doing here. Yeah, maybe this could be my next calling. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) British Bake Off, look out. (laughs) I honestly feel like I'm sitting in front of the panel of the judges on the Food Network, (laughs) honestly. On your next plate, we have... Cleanse your palate with these beers. <laughs> Why is there not a television show <laughs> where you can pair liquors? You're oh, right. That's true. That's be. true. That's true. Because <gasps> they drink on TV. Yeah. So why? <laughs> why have you not? Seen, have you seen that news show though? Where which one? Um, I want to say it's Food Network again. Okay. Where they're a bunch of bartenders and they're competing to make specialty drinks. No, I haven't. You seen haven't that. seen that I haven't one seen it yet either. But that sounds good. It's it does. really cool because they have um, they give them the ingredients and they're basically like, okay, make something out of this with drinks though. Oh. And it's literally like they give you that amount of time. And they're hurrying up behind. So it's the bar. almost kind of like chopped, but right. Yeah. But totally. mixology. Yes, actually. I, fr- I the want time I element. Yes. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. It's actually really cool. Yeah. But anyhow, moving so you on. Should go on. You should go on there. I yes. should. Well, I'm going to make my own show now. Yes. I guess it's perfect. Cupcakes and beers, I guess. Mm-hmm. We'll have a segment on the podcast now. <laughs> Cupcakes and Uh-oh. cocktails. There you, go. there you go. <laughs> there you go. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next one is called Big Brother. Now, I chose this one because it's the name. I love the name. Big mm-hmm. Brother, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one actually is a hard root beer, and I paired it with a Funfetti. So the reason why is because I thought a root beer float, right? Oh, this smells good. Yeah. So here's the Funfetti and the Big Brother. So I thought the Funfetti would be more like a vanilla. I like this Funfetti. If you're going to do a root beer float, you have your vanilla ice cream. This is super happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And I that's, love a fun that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Yep. So since it's happy birthday to our podcast, paying the homage. So let me know. Lily's taking a swig right now. Mm-hmm. Emily took a bite. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, that's that's yum. That's really? delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. So I wish our listeners out there honestly could mm-hmm. really take this all in because okay. it's it's hilarious. So here's mm-hmm. my thoughts. What do you think? So you've got the sweetness of the yeah. funfetti. Yeah. But you have a slight bitterness to the beer. Mm. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. kind of, you know, nicely contrast. I love other. it. I love that. Thank you, judges. You're welcome. It's so good. I just love how we have like a whole spread of like <laughs> alcohol and cupcakes. It's gluttonous. <laughs> I feel like it shouldn't be like this always. Yeah, honestly, if we could, if this was like a YouTube thing, like it'd be like, <laughs> what is going on? We have a buffet plus <clears throat> equipment going on. You realize I'm going to want this like every episode now. Oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> you know this what? is good. I have a little bit of my chocolate cupcake left yeah, over. Yeah. And I have to say, chocolate uh-huh. with the bitterness of, of the beer. The root beer? I wonder. Actually, I wonder. a fantastic I wonder. Yeah. I because thought the beer too. has a chocolatey note. Yeah, there you go. I was wondering oh, about that too. You're right. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And judges for our last pairing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for our last one, we have it's called Maguire's, and this is a stout beer. Okay. So I saved this one oh, wait, for the we last. We didn't give our rating. Oh, our rating for our root beer, Big mm-hmm. Brother. What was the Big Brother rating? I'm going to say 
Gosh. Okay. So if I had to do a solo of just mm-hmm. the root beer, judging it based on that, I would probably say a four. I would probably say a four. Okay. Pairing it though, I would do a five. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I would also give it a four out of five, but I do think the pairing yes. gives it a little kick. Yes, it does. Thank you, judges. Imagine also if you had a piece of dark chocolate Ooh, and yeah. you let the dark chocolate melt a little bit. Agreed. And then you mm-hmm. took a drink of the beer. That, that sounds really good. This is all like amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is almost Gosh. like a charcuterie board, but with mm-hmm. cupcakes and beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, for our last pairing, we have a McGuire's Stouts, is what it's called. But I wanted to pair it with a red velvet cake. Ooh. Here you go. Yep. So, I'm handing cupcakes out, cupcakes left and right. Lily's taking a swig. They both smelled the cupcake before they took their swig. Ooh. I see some head mm-hmm, nods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually don't like stouts. I feel like it's a lighter stout. Really? So they're still continuing munching away. What do you think, it's Emily? It's a fizzy stout. Mm-hmm. It's a fizzy mm-hmm. stout. Mm-hmm. It's got that effervescence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then you're right. The red velvet kind of adds to the dark the dark bitterness mm, to it it does i love a red velvet yeah. cupcake cookie yep. what have you anyway mm-hmm. so like i love red velvet honestly wrong. that's why i had it added in mm-hmm. but Lily it pairs yep. really nicely with this good Lily mm-hmm. thoughts i can't get over the stout because like legit i don't usually like stout i know you don't Mm-mm. i know emily and i both like stouts I we don't mind stouts. them so to that- me it's a five out of five woohoo I'm going to say it now. Mm-hmm. Five out of five. <laughs> With or without the cupcake. Thank you, Judge Emily. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now we're moving on to Judge Lily. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I like the beer. I like the fact that it's so light, but it still kind of has like this mm, dark heaviness to mm-hmm. it. It's so mm-hmm. deceiving. Yeah. And then you just pair it with the cupcake and it's yeah. like perfect. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. And I don't generally like red velvet. I don't I don't generally like red velvet or stouts. Or stouts. Mm-mm. Yeah. I figured. Uh-huh. But I wanted to try something different for everything. Mm-hmm. These are all beers that I don't think we've ever had, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Gosh, I don't know how I'm gonna stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> or drinking, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this will be a fun episode. We have like four beers now. <laughs> yeah. So on our socials, we'll have the shots and the cupcakes. Mm-hmm. We'll also write down what we paired them with. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have an, I, I another picture with the I think we have to decide which is our favorite. I oh, was just yes. thinking that. Because yes. I know I have a clear favorite. What's, what, which one's yours? For me, it's the Persecco. You know what? I was going to say that, too. I was going to say that. I think you're right. I think that might, that might be mine, too. Mm-hmm. But we do like all three of us. We like light we do stuff mm-hmm. so i think that's why we're judging mm-hmm. it that way mm-hmm. and i think it just paid it paired really well with the the lemon cupcake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if i was thinking dark i probably would go with the mcguire's yeah only because it's a lighter stout like i'm not a huge fan of stouts like mm-hmm. i'll drink it if it's See, there i the darker yeah. the better really? i love a coffee or we're talking about beers stout. right yeah <laughs> But ultimately, if you put coffee 
chocolate mm-hmm. any like mm-hmm. i don't know oatmeal anything that's right. like smooth and kind of rich in mm-hmm. flavor mm-hmm. i love that in a beer yeah. right and some people like okay so i i love a guinness as well right yeah love a guinness i love how mm-hmm. smooth it mm-hmm. is and when I went to London several years ago, mm-hmm. I was drinking a Guinness at the bar of our hotel with uh, the lady that was on our tour. Mm-hmm. And these guys that were like tour leaders for another tour came up to us and they're like, oh, ladies shouldn't be drinking a stout. I'm sorry for the terrible accent. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, excuse me? Excuse what? They said me? that? Wow. Please, like it's anyone like what country drink. are you from? And they're right. like, do you know how many calories that's, that's got? Cares? Be careful, like watch. I'm like, this isn't. Are you for real right now, Are you for real right now? Are you kidding me right now? I'm offended, and I wasn't. I there. was so offended. <laughs> no, I'm like, this is the land though of great like dark styles no, like great beers do mm-hmm. not tell me what i can and cannot have no, i can't but also that. like you're at a hotel bar you're not gonna have like all these great options necessarily <laughs> so you know i think what is the worst is when someone yucks your yum yeah, or tries to true. say true. like no you shouldn't like this you're a girl or no you shouldn't like this because blah Mm -hmm, right Mm -hmm. right um Mm -hmm. like what you like folks so awesome tasting woohoo congrats to our our mixologist and baker yay thank you yay snaps (laughs) like i think i mean for me honestly all of this mm-hmm. overall five mm-hmm. out of five awesome mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, nothing super sucked. good no nothing yeah okay. you're moving on to the next round <laughs> <laughs> i'm one step closer to the money people <laughs> so okay now that we have our drinks and our cake i think we can start talking about prohibition and gangsters first order of business though yes so I stumbled across the Mob Museum website. Oh. And I saw that it had a nickname generator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, we have to do that. So we can't move forward till we have that. our names. I love that. Okay, so I already did mine. I'll, a- I'll <laughs> ask you guys questions and we'll figure them out right here. Yes. Okay. So this is mine, though. Okay. So mine is lily money bags i am the speakeasy owner i am of course the friend of a friend (laughs) the friend (laughs) of a friend (laughs) that's another inside joke but anyway you're known on the streets as the friend of the friend everyone knows you but you try not to get too involved in other people's business you know powerful people you know what business they're in and they supply you with the booze. Of course they do. All like right. I just did. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. So, Emily, obviously being the guest, you're going to go first. All right. All right. So, first question. Pick a region. Los Angeles, West Coast. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas. Midwest. South. Or Northeast. Hmm. Okay. To me, this is pretty easy. I already live in the Midwest, and I don't recommend it. No. <laughs> well, okay. Today we got Especially snow. Today. today we got snow, ice, 
thunder, wind, and yes. sun all <laughs> within about a one hour time span. Yeah. Spring Dang. can't get it together. So I will not be choosing Midwest. <laughs> I will not be choosing the South for many reasons. And I will not be choosing Las Vegas because it's too it's too hot. I love the desert, but that's too hot. It's no. Um now so I So we're do, at Los Angeles or Northeast. I have to pick Los Angeles because even though I'm sure the Northeast is cool, mm-hmm. I think I would like the weather better. Okay. So let's go with that. Okay. Good. What side are you on? The right side of the law? <laughs> I try <laughs> to be on the right side, but we all have our weaknesses. <laughs> or the law's never done nothing good for me. This could be dangerous with Emily. Um, <laughs> try to be? <laughs> I could have answered that for her. I'm generally very generally generally very law abiding, but we all have our moments. Okay, so we know which answer for that one. All right. So what racket are you involved in? (laughs) (laughs) Try to pick just one here. Money laundering, murder, (laughs) murder, murder, bribery, robbery, casino skimming, bootlegging. Who me? <laughs> I uphold the law no matter what. Ooh. Well, not the last one. Definitely money laundering. 100%. <laughs> she likes laundry. But also, <laughs> I'm Sicilian on my grandmother's oh, side. Oh, that's right. We're going to have to get into that, by yeah. the way. More thoughts on that later. More thoughts on that all right. later. What's your role in all of this? Capo. My soldiers do what I tell them to. I'm the boss's top advisor. Mob wife. I know what's going on, but I'm not going to get involved. (laughs) Corrupt politician. Clean cop. Soldier. Boss. Or let's just say I know some people who know some people. Ooh. Okay, I was gonna say the boss's advisor, but I think I have to go with I know some I people. Knew it. I knew it. I would say the same thing. I knew it. All right. Pick your favorite era. Prohibition, modern era, rat pack era, swing in 60s, or the oh. disco era. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. Um, Yikes. My first instinct would probably be rat pack era, but I do love the swing in 60s. Uh, swing in 60s is it? I is. think we got to go with the swing in 60s. All right. We are generating. This is fun. This is good. Times. All right. So, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> you are known as the Widowmaker. Whoa! You are also a speakeasy owner. Ooh. And oh, yours is the same. The friend of a friend. Friend of a friend. That's a good, that's a good place to be. We're in good company. Perfect. Yes. So we got Widowmaker. Now, Vanessa, let's figure yours out. Okay. All right. So what's your region? L.A., Las Vegas, Midwest, South, Northeast. I'm going to say Northeast. All right. And what side are you on? Right side? Try to be on the right side? Or heck no. Law's never done anything good for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say the heck no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What about what racket are you involved in? Money laundering, murder, bribery, robbery, casino skimming, bootlegging, who me? 
Um, I'm going to go with bootlegging, I Bob. I knew it. I knew oh, you were going to say that. Considering <laughs> I, pro- I provided you with the yes. drinks right now. You're such a bootlegger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, what's your role in all of this? The capo. I'm the boss's top advisor. Mob wife. Corrupt politician. Clean cop. Soldier. Boss. Or let's just say I know some people. I kind of want to go with corrupt politician, but I'm going to go with the last one. All right. And your favorite era, Prohibition. Oh, this is Modern hard. era. Okay. Rat Pack, Swing in <clears throat> 60s, or the Disco era. Yikes. I love Disco era, but let's go with Prohibition. Yes. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. I was thinking, like, definitely yeah, Prohibition. Right. Prohibition. All right. So we are generating your name, and you are? Yep. Vanessa with a twist. Oh, Ooh. she's twisty. <laughs> <laughs> Funny because you are also a speakeasy owner. Oh, I feel like this is rigged. See, there you go. It is. It wouldn't be a mob episode <laughs> well, if there's something. Be. If, if something yeah, rigged. exactly. I, yeah, well, perfect. and I guess we are part. in the spirit lounge, yes. so it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it does I think it's meant to be? It is. All right, so we have. The Widowmaker, Emily. We have with a twist. With a twist. And we have Money Bags. Money bags. <laughs> so <laughs> now let's get down to it, you guys. Yes. Get down to the nitty-gritty. All right. So Emily, you actually <clears throat> found this really cool article in Time Out Chicago about the 17 most notorious mobsters. Oh yeah. From the Chicago area, really. Mm-hmm. And I think this was awesome because there's a couple of these, actually, Vanessa, that you and I talked about in previous episodes. Right. Yeah. So if you look back on our previous episodes, you can kind of check out what we had to say about those. Right. Right. Um, I mean, number 17, Frank the Enforcer Nitty. What a great name. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Totally. I wonder if he did this nickname generator. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I wonder if any of them did that generator, you know. See, and that was my question, too. It's like, I want to know. How, yeah. How do they get their name? Is there like a specific guy that's like the name guy? You know what I mean? Or, you know, I want to know how they did that. That would be so cool to find and out. And another amazing thing about this guy mm-hmm. is that his character in The Untouchables was thrown off a roof. By oh. Kevin Costner. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Spoiler alert for like, yeah, just in, ca- in case you haven't seen it. Yeah, too late. It? Like, it was it like 25 years, years ago. Now? Yeah. So, pretty much if you haven't seen it yet, sorry, we ruined too bad. that for you. Love it. Sorry. Well, I think that was cool though, Emily. So, you mentioned the Untouchables. Mm hmm. I think the three of us here have been on that Untouchables tour in Chicago. Yes. Guilty. Yep. I thought I think I by far it. that's been one of my favorite tours that we've taken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's had like so much awesome information. I yeah, really it, recommend. The bus like takes you out all over mm-hmm. the place, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You can't miss them. Their no. bus is totally decked out with like mob characters, <laughs> exactly. mug shots. But it's, it's so great. cool though. So the mug cool. shots are so cool. I love it. But yeah, so pretty much invest right. some time into that. Mm-hmm. What is it you think? An hour, hour and a half or I think something? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about an hour and a half. They don't rush you at all. No. It's really fun. Yeah, I completely loved it. It's it really great. cool. Did they have us get out of the bus and kind of walk around or was that a different tour we took? I think that was a different one. Yeah. Okay. 
The okay. one, the speakeasy tour, maybe, is oh, where we got out. That was a cool that one, too. I forgot about one. that one. That was so great. Definitely recommend that one as well. If you're going to Chicago and you are into mm-hmm. the paranormal, you or even you just like creepy, History, spiritual even. things, yeah. historic things, you right. can't come to Chicago without like acknowledging all of the great prohibition history. And, mm-hmm. you know, like that's such a fun thing to do, to go out at night right. with a group of friends right. and do kind of like a little bit of bar hopping. Right. Yeah. And they do take you down into some of these rooms that used to be former speakeasies. Right. And it's not like anything I expected. I don't know yeah, about you guys. I didn't either. I didn't either. And I think it's so cool because they do let you walk around. The guide takes you in. Right. He does give you the background of it mm-hmm. first. He does tell you what activities there. And I remember one that we went to. I want to say it was a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. But we got out and they did like show us like the little trap doors and things like that yeah. where they used to funnel the, Interesting. the booze from and things. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Some of these spaces were like a broom closet. I yes. know. And yes. not like these huge parts party rooms that look like a theater like you see on TV and right. movies sometimes. Right. Like some of these really great commercials that they have around the holidays where everybody's partying it up and they're <laughs> supposed to be at a speakeasy. Yeah. No way. It's like, no what, way. Spe- what speakeasy were no, you at? <laughs> the speakeasy was like the size of like a broom closet with maybe just enough room to wheel like a mop bucket into. Seriously. There -hmm. would be one, maybe one or two bar stools with like, you know, maybe like a keg overturned for a table, they Mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. And that is the place you'd go in. Mm -hmm. You'd basically drink your drink and get the hell out. (laughs) And then it wasn't a hangout spot. Yeah. Yeah, It wasn't a place for you to hang out. Seriously. It's like if you were afraid of small enclosed places, Mm -hmm. then get out. They were typically (laughs) built for social stuff. It was like, here, this is what you came for. Now get out. You know? Exactly. One and done. Right. On next, like on to the next. (laughs) Yeah. So on this list of the 17, I mean, was there any specific ones that stood out to you guys? I know, Vanessa, you pointed out one of them. Oh, what's the one? It was this guy. So number 13. Uh, Louis Tugan. Yeah, I liked him too. So the only reason why I pointed him out, his hat, okay, his hat is huge. But clearly, because it says he was obsessed with the Wild West. <laughs> so that makes a lot it's of sense. It's such a cartoony looking hat. So his little blurb says he pretended to be insane as a defense, but probably was. Then it says, I mean, look at that hat. See, I told you. (laughs) I I told you. Then it says, it's like being executed by the Arby's logo. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Is that what it says? Yes, it really does. Oh, my God, I love it. That's so cool. It really does. It does literally, his hat is like, I think what they refer to as a 10-gallon hat. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's true. That's true. Or Pharrell's hat. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> if you're familiar or, with that. Yeah. The hat that he wore to the Grammys that one year that like everybody wore that hat. I think like Erica Badu wore that oh, hat. Oh gosh. All these yeah. people had to wear that damn hat. <laughs> but this guy's been wearing it for years. <laughs> but also like kind of little man syndrome vibes. Oh, like you're if you're right. a tiny guy but you wear a ten gallon hat, what's that supposed to mean? That's funny. Oh my god. Um, we have another one, number twelve. It says oh, yeah, like Jack Machine one. Gun McGurn, mm-hmm. one of Capone's top hitmen. 
uh, McGurn actually may not have been the shooter at the famous St. Valentine's Day Ooh. massacre. Ooh, I have a good story about this, but please do finish. And this is says, a good one. But local gangsters certainly blamed him for it when he was eventually shot down himself in a Milwaukee Avenue bowling alley in 1936. The killers left a Valentine at his this feet reading, you've lost your job, you've lost your dough, your jewels and car and handsome houses. But things could still be worse. You know, at least you haven't lost your trousers. <laughs> that, was, that was one of my favorites That's as well. That's awesome. I love it. Now, that guy, mm-hmm. I distinctly remember um, hearing a story about someone that I think is probably this guy. But when I heard the story, yeah. I was too little. I don't really remember the man's name. But I do remember it having kind of an Irish, like, you know, sounding last mm-hmm. name, like McGuire, mm-hmm. McGurn, something, something along like those that. lines. Yeah. So my grandpa was one of the great storytellers of his time. And you know, really quick, <laughs> you too, knew him, you know, I knew Emily's grandpa. And when you got him going on a story, it was mm-hmm. like you had to listen because he really knew how to capture you. Honestly, he's the one that sparked my love for all things history yeah. and mystery. And he wasn't necessarily a guy that you would peg for someone who would be into the paranormal or whatever, but mm-hmm. he knew more history than anybody i knew yeah, growing up yeah. like he could have taught me history so wow. much better than probably my <laughs> elementary teacher but i would tell my teacher stories and probably make her like roll her eyes so hard all the time because i'd be like you want to know the story my grandpa told me you know, <laughs> like, on. but yeah, yeah she's like step aside kid so the story that he told me was uh, on a trip to Chicago one time, he was like, yeah, you know, Chicago is just a, a full of history and all about, you know, the great gangsters of, you know, the Prohibition era. And there's one story about a St. Valentine's Day massacre. And he told me the whole story. You guys have a great episode on yeah. it. I loved it. Yeah. I listened to that one. <laughs> And he said, so after he tells me the whole story of the St. Valentine's Massacre, he says, there's one guy that survived the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and I knew him. <laughs> like, oh, of course wow. you did. What? I don't, <laughs> I can't vouch for <laughs> the um, legitimacy of all of my grandfather's <laughs> stories. He was a a good storyteller, but as far as whether or not his stories are real, I can't tell you if they're that's true. Okay, that's okay. But that's not what makes a good story anyway. Right, so, exactly. He said that this man was a farmer after his years of this crazy lifestyle as a gangster mm-hmm. that he moved out to some rural area that he used to do business in mm-hmm. when he was a kid. He drove a bread truck. Okay. Oh, wow. My grandpa drove a bread truck for about five or six years when he was a young man. He was probably 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He started smoking <laughs> when he was eight or nine. By then, he probably like had a, you know, full, full-time job. <laughs> Back then, it was like was that. 14, but who knows? So anyway, he's a young man. He's driving the bread truck all over the dang countryside. Right. <laughs> and out in this area... 
this like wild countryside area mm-hmm. there was this guy who was a customer of his uh-huh. and this man claimed to be the lone survivor of yes. the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh wow, that's awesome. Again, I mean, you know, who but knows, still, okay? Yeah. Holy but crap. so the story went that this man one day was out plowing his field mm-hmm. and a big black car pulled up, walked out they shot the guy dead, drove away, and somebody found the man lying on the ground in his own field next to his tractor, and they said that he finally got his. Wow. Oh my god! So where did you say this was? I don't know. Oh, I was okay. like a little kid when he told mm-hmm. me the story, but I remember the story so well. But right. as, as far as location, I have no idea. Yeah, that's awesome. That, though. But that's I, cool. Yeah, but he claimed he knew that guy, and that's I don't cool. doubt it. I don't doubt it either. You probably (laughs) did. You know what, though? The funny thing is, is that you talk about, you know, local gangster, you know, topics because we do have a very famous local gangster. Right. And I think that's that's the thing. It's like whenever people talk about like mobsters and gangsters Mm -hmm. and whatever it is, everybody thinks of uh, Las Vegas, New York, Mm -hmm. Chicago, Chicago. uh, Mm -hmm. Capone. Nobody realizes that the Quad Cities had a very organized crime ring. Yeah, the Quad, yeah. the Quad Cities had its own vice lord. Exactly. And Ooh. they had somebody very famous here as well who worked with this famous mobster and mm-hmm. his crew. In our earliest episodes, we talked about how Davenport was pretty much a big red light district. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people never even realized that. Until they heard our earliest episodes mm-hmm. and they came to me and were like, oh, my God. It wasn't called Bucktown for nothing. We're, mm-hmm. you know, however many hours away from Chicago, whatever. Right. But a lot of people didn't realize that we were, quote unquote, a little wicked city here. Right. Um, wasn't it that the East belonged to Al Capone? So East Moline Silvis was his territory. And I think Rock Island was more so belonging to Looney. John Looney is the one that we're talking about. So yeah, in Rock Island, that's where he ruled. I think the impressive thing, though, to like remember and think about back then was, okay, you look at the Quad Cities and you don't you don't think of any of this. Totally. You know, but back in the day, like, what is it? Early 1900s, Rock Island was actually kind of like that hub where all the transportation would essentially just like intersect. And so it was really, you know, I I know I've said this before, it was really that major thoroughfare for thousands Mm -hmm. of travelers on a regular basis. So which then, of course, made it such an attractive area for people to Mm -hmm. try to capitalize on. Oh, yeah. Including the mob. Mm -hmm. You've got lumber you've got all mm-hmm. kinds of industries mm-hmm. here right mm-hmm. you also have to remember that you are here not only on a prime location for river boats and all of the barges that come up and down the river transporting things from north from north to south but you also have really like this incredible blues trail that extends mm-hmm. all the way mm-hmm. from New Orleans to up north along, uh, what is it, Highway 61. Mm-hmm. So that's another really 
I think, poignant thing to mention mm-hmm. that a lot right. of people forget. That's really important because what happened is you have all of these really great traveling musicians who are regularly mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. up and down, up and down, yep. going to various nightclubs, various um, bars, mm-hmm. all these different places to perform. These are really like wild times right this mm-hmm. is still kind of the wild west to some extent right. even into the early 1900s because in the 1800s all you really have here is the rock island arsenal in right. the middle of the river and people mm-hmm. are wanting to come and be building communities around that because there's work here exactly. there's obviously really great resources right. here And of course, the Mississippi being the hub that it is, that makes it very attractive. It's the widest part of the river. It's the one area of the river up here anyway that flows from east to west for a period of time. And so there's this draw to this location that people today might not think of. Yes. You know, maybe you think, oh, it's kind of like lackluster, kind of boring, but it was popping off at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you brought up Looney. And he was actually born in Ottawa, Illinois in 1865. He was the firstborn son of poor Irish immigrants. So Emily and I, uh, we actually took a class or several classes Mm -hmm. that talks about history and the beginnings actually of the QC. So there were a lot of immigrants coming coming to Davenport because of the trains, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of the boats and things like that. Mm -hmm. There was a hotel at the bottom of... The bridge there in Davenport. What hotel was that? Was that for like Irish or oh German? Mm, yeah, what is now the the German German Heritage Heritage Center? Mm -hmm. So that was a huge hotel specifically for the people coming in. A lot of people coming in who maybe were just very new to the country Mm -hmm. coming to this area because they knew there was a community here for them that was starting to be built, and maybe they didn't have any other established links. Maybe they didn't have any family Mm -hmm. or friends here that would probably be the first stop for a lot of those folks who were just starting to get their bearings and probably stayed there for more than a very short time. They probably would have stayed there for many months in some cases. Because they have a lot of, like you said, industry here. So Looney, actually, he came to Rock Island to work as a train dispatcher for the Rock Island Peoria Railroad. And he eventually studied law in 1889, was admitted to the bar. He was obviously a smart guy. He obviously wanted to be something, probably because, you know, he did grow up poor. So he wanted to, you know, make something of himself. Right. Mm -hmm. And later he even started his own newspaper. Right. And yes, it was for nefarious purposes, but nonetheless. But nonetheless, yes, exactly. And I think that's kind of like the cool thing, though. Like, I mean, you mentioned him becoming a lawyer. So he Mm -hmm. came here to Rock Island. Right. He went to school, became a lawyer. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, I've 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 read, I've heard that mm-hmm. he wasn't a successful lawyer. Yeah. And that though is kind of what seems like got him into contact with all of those people and pretty much the 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 crime. He mm-hmm. saw all of that crime, you know, right. through all of the the trials and prosecutions that he was pretty much undertaking as being a lawyer. And so he kind of got like a little taste of that really is is what it seems like. He was an opportunist yes. for sure. Yeah. 
He so, saw an opening. That's and exactly he saw what it potential. was. Like, if nothing else, people kind of like that. Typically, they don't just walk into crime. Right. They typically are opportunists. Mm-hmm. They see things from a different perspective that other people don't see. And they're not afraid of really anything. Exactly. <laughs> it's a dangerous combination. That, that was exactly yeah. him. I mm-hmm. mean, like, did you do you know what his actual like first I guess I'll say step into like crime actually was. No, what was it? So I saw that like in 18, 1897, he and his law partner, so he's still he's still practicing law, mm-hmm. were a part of a scheme that tried to defraud the city. Mm-hmm. And I guess the city was building a, a storm drain. Mm-hmm. And somehow Looney and his partner were a part of this group of individuals who were actually selling according to the prosecution inferior materials to the city Hmm. so they were pocketing all this extra money Mm -hmm. and so of course they got caught somehow the convictions though were overturned but this pretty much is what turned looney and was like you know what there's money to be made here if Mm, i keep keep doing this yeah (laughs) So he made a lot of connections, even like during that whole process. Okay. To pretty much set him up. Yeah. To take over Rock Island and essentially the Quad Cities. So that's what propelled him into that. Okay. Wow. Well, he must have done something right because he became powerful enough to piss off the right people. Well, Well, so yeah. Yeah. So I also saw, like, okay, and this is this is funny. I mean, as being former uh residents of illinois so of course whenever you think of illinois you think Mm of the windy city you think of politics you think of everything's crime you know when it comes to politics (laughs) (laughs) so this kind of goes hand in hand because he then felt okay what's the next type of area or the next Mm -hmm. place that i can kind of get into that is kind of like along the same lines Mm -hmm politics Mm -hmm. so he eventually ran for state house of representatives Mm -hmm. and then lost right so he blamed that loss though on the editorials written about him in the rock island argus oh Mm. wow so then emily this is where your comment comes in so then at that point he bought his own printing press and then Mm -hmm. in 1895 he started his own paper the Rock Island News. Okay. But what's funny is he pretty much sold it on the merit as being the quote unquote only truthful paper in Rock Island. Oh, oh does wow. that sound like anyone from contemporary stories <laughs> that we know? I don't know. Maybe I, I could be wrong. I love that. <laughs> Wow. So let's just say crazy. people didn't just start controlling their own narrative with yeah. media today. Crazy. It's been going on for a while. <laughs> Oldest trick in the book. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. This yeah. was his platform. Yeah. And he knew how to do it. He knew how to manipulate. So he, he used all of that to pretty much work for him to, mm-hmm. to build his empire mm-hmm. operating uh a brothel and a gambling mm-hmm. ring essentially out of the same building where he printed his paper right and he also you know funneled the guns mm-hmm. stolen cars anything 
that they wanted, right. they had, essentially. I mean, just quick note. I mean, that building, Looney's printing press building mm-hmm. is still standing in Rock Island today. And so is his house, which is another yeah, interesting you're right. topic. And that's the thing. We're going to have to like venture out and check that out as well. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to to go by, take some take some pictures, yeah, and just look at it. I know, definitely. The last I remember looking into this was several years ago, maybe like ten or fifteen. Because when I found out it was still standing, I was like, "Ooh, I want to go see it." And there was some things online that you could read about it. Yeah. They had some photos of it, mm-hmm. and it seemed like they must maybe because of um, the movie Road to Perdition, right? Um, there must have been some people who were already on to that and already mm. interested and oh. driving by because it seems like there was maybe some issues with people who owned it feeling like people were kind of like sneaking around right. the property and stuff. So I don't know if that's still the case. And of course, we don't recommend that you do that. But at the same time, <laughs> it is fascinating because mm-hmm. what's interesting mm-hmm. about this house is that it's not just a house. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not even just that he owned it right but the fact that he really built like a fortress mm-hmm. yeah this house does not yes. look like a normal house no it's the kind of house that has been kind of oddly cobbled together over a long period of time and it sort of looks like a normal house that he then kept adding on to adding on to adding on to creating like this very um compound fortress type of feel to it Mm -hmm. and it still kind of looks like that from at least the pictures that i could see online Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i found really interesting when i was doing some research and Mm -hmm. looking into that years ago was that they said that when they got in there the walls the concrete walls were like three feet thick in some areas and whoa they (laughs) believed that one of the reasons why was because it was apparent from just kind of investigating a little bit um, of the property Mm -hmm. and things that he would interrogate people in his basement. I do not doubt that. Um, (laughs) Just to like intimidate people and sometimes the intimidation wasn't enough and they believed that a lot of the property, some of the property which today has you know been sold off and Mm -hmm. been developed into other homes is actually like burial ground for an untold amount of people. I am not surprised. Go along with his Mm -hmm. way of thinking, Mm -hmm. shall we say. So whether or not that's any of that has been confirmed or not, that's, you know, all anecdotal. Right. But it's very interesting. Totally. And it's not hard to imagine that that could potentially have some truth, a kernel of Mm -hmm. truth to it. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So it also said that in 1912, he printed a scandalous report about then Rock Island's mayor Shriver in saloons and brothels so that he was hanging out and being pretty scandalous in those areas. I saw that. And then I I wonder if this kind of ties into them because then I eventually saw Mm -hmm. that I guess one of Looney's henchmen somehow got caught up and he was arrested and then he was on trial and Mayor Shriver Mm -hmm. pretty much just threw his hands up and refused to help Looney out and was Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're, Mm -hmm. we're doing things by the law type deal. Mm -hmm. And then of course, obviously Looney went after him because he was like, how dare you type deal. Right. And then printed all of this 
pretty much scandalous, scandalous stuff. stuff in yeah. his paper about him. Eventually, Shriver was like, you know what? I'm done with you. We're closing down your paper. And then eventually arrested Looney. And I think that was mm-hmm. the first time he was arrested. Probably because of all of that, the mayor actually did round up some of his guys to be able to beat him up. Yeah. Did you see yeah, that? I saw that. And yeah. I saw too that. I mean, I don't know how how real this was, but it said that uh, Mayor Shriver actually took that opportunity as well to personally I beat saw Looney. that. I saw that. So to the point where he actually had he had to, to be go, hospitalized. Yeah, and he he was there for some time. Was he? Yes, that's what it said Jeez. because it was that bad. I think the whole thing about that situation, though, what mm-hmm. got me was that all of a sudden, after all of this, you had all these riots mm-hmm. in the streets. Mm-hmm. That's what because it did say. Looney had so many supporters and I think it was something like three to four thousand people were rioting in the streets mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much that the National Guard had to come out and actually yeah. declare martial law. That's right. So I after this, Looney left the area. Yes. But then came back. Right. In around 1921, obviously well into prohibition. Exactly. Okay, and I think that's actually a good spot to kind of just pause it for this episode, actually. And we can come back with episode two of our anniversary special. So with that, until next time, thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the Spirit Lounge. I'm Lily. And I'm Vanessa. And this was the Haunted Happy Hour podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. See if you can guess what our next theme will be. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.